Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Wrestling to the Max, Monday Night Raw, review. Hello and welcome to the Wrestling to the Max Monday Night Raw Review. My name is Brandon Biscobing. I will be your host for tonight. And joining me, as per usual, at least lately, the co-hostess with the mostest, Liz Puglisi. How's it going, Liz? Pretty good. How are you, Brandon? Uh, Not too shabby. Uh, Raw starts off with uh, a Memorial Day video package since it's Memorial Day today as WWE usually does for uh for holidays that they're uh doing shows on. And starting off the main show we get Roar Braun Strowman coming out. Uh he talks about how when he sees the briefcase he gets motivated because he knows there's a contract inside that guarantees him a universal title shot anytime, anywhere And he's going to destroy everyone else, climb the ladder, and take the briefcase. And not only be known as Mr. Mr. Money in the Bank, he'll be Mr. Monster in the Bank. Okay, then. (laughs) Uh, Then he runs down everyone. He's like, no one can stop me. No one in the field can stop me. Uh, And then he's going to cash in and give Brock Lesnar these hands. Finn Balor comes out, says that Braun's getting a little ahead of himself because Finn was the first Universal Champion and never lost the title, and he wants to get his title back. Uh, He says he's going to climb that ladder and take back what's his, and uh, they gave Braun everything he had last week, Uh, but at Money in the Bank there will be six other guys in the ring with them, every man for himself. Uh, Braun admits that he put up a really good fight last week for a little guy, which was kind of funny, him mm-hmm. talking down to the smaller Balor. And Finn all smiles and then proceeds to slap him right across the face. <laughs> uh, Braun tosses him out of the ring. Uh, Braun's about to follow and pursue him, and we hear the infamous music of Kurt Angle. You suck. You suck. <clears throat> he says that they're showing one of his favorite, uh, his three eyes intensity. Uh, 
Finn says he gave all he had last week, um, and that was great, and that he's going to make that match again. There's going to be a rematch between Finn and uh, Braun, and it's going to happen right now. And a ref comes out, and we're heading for break. Uh, what do you think about this uh, segment? It wasn't um it it wasn't bad. I actually expected it to go the route of, you know, all four guys being, you know, in the ring at once and, I and was, having your your typical brawl. Well, I think they're probably waiting for that. I mean we still have what, two or three weeks before money in the bank actually happens. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like they're making this whole Braun versus Finn... Like, they're basically doing the the uh, the round robin uh, right now with everyone oh, yeah. kind of facing everyone else in one-on-one matches because, you know, as we'll talk about later, we got some matches set up for next week. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure we'll get that fatal four-way, you know, extravaganza the week before Money in the Bank. Yeah, no, I, I keep forgetting, honestly, how far off it is. I keep thinking it's like, every week I think, oh, it's this weekend. Well, because we're still <laughs> so used to having a pay-per-view every other week. Right. It's, it's, odd, it, 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 it's odd having this long of a break now. Yes, I'm struggling to get used to it. I guess after a couple, you know, I will. Yeah. So I keep thinking, yeah. you know, so I was like, all right, we're going to have this big wall to go into the show. <laughs> but I'm like, wait, it's not this week. Nope. Nope, it's not until, I think, the 17th, I think it's said. Mm, I think so, yeah. Yeah, so it's like in three weeks or something like that. So they still have plenty of time to do everything that they want to do, which basically means just everyone faces everyone else. Yeah, right. D- WWE 2K booking at its finest. And they interrupt each other's matches. Yeah, well, Duke. we'll talk about that in a second. Um, yeah, I mean, I like this segment. I, I like how they're kind of pushing this whole, um, you know, one of the main storylines going into the Money in the Bank ladder match, it seems, for the men right now, is this whole David versus Goliath type situation that they're doing with Braun and Finn, which I like. And I like how they're, I mean, we'll talk about it more during this match, but I like how it's not just Braun just completely devouring Finn. Finn's actually getting the upper hand on Braun a good bit, which gives me a lot Mm -hmm. of hope for Balor moving forward beyond this, even if he doesn't win Money in the Bank. So I thought the same thing, actually, that he, that having him not just be thrown around, although he was. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, so beat down, um, and even, you know, having him, having him really be the aggressor, I'm, I'm hoping that it, that it means good things will come for him. Yes. Oh, I, I definitely agree. So, coming back from a commercial, our opening contest, scheduled for one fall. Is the aforementioned Braun Strowman versus Finn Balor, and this was another very good match, a very solid match with both of these guys. Like I talked about, the very you know the David versus Goliath type match with Bra- with uh, Braun try- using his strength to overpower Finn, but Finn trying to use his speed and athleticism and agility to run a ra- run circles around Braun and and put the big man down that way. Um, and this was a great match, um, and 
Well, first off, let let's but before we move to the finish, uh, let let's talk about how Kevin Owens decided to join commentary during this match, <laughs> and we get prototypical hilarious Kevin Owens commentary. But not only do we get that, we get KO deciding to have a regular, uh, you know, a regular uh, mic flag mic, a crowd mic. Uh, at the commentary table, and during the match, he proceeds to talk to the two competitors to try to interrupt them, or whatever the hell he was trying to do with that. Yeah, his in um his pep talk there was <laughs> not not. I mean, well, him mocking, you know. Bobby, but that was just on commentary. Mm. Yeah, but his his giving Finn a pep talk, or and then Bra- giving Braun a pep talk. pep talk. That was one of the best best things. Oh, we've it was probably. Seen. I mean, the <laughs> match the, the match was great, but that was just as great as the match was with seeing yeah. KO just trying to interrupt and you know give them pep talk and distracting them in the process. Yeah, it it was a great piece of, you know, psychology. Like, well, I can interrupt. I can mess with them without getting in the ring. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, one little moment, and I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm so used to watching, like, New Japan. So, like, I'm used to the young lions, like, standing there, like, protecting themselves and protecting the fans for a move like this. But did you see the security guard get taken out by Finn when he went over the barricade? No, I missed it. Yeah, I don't know if it was <laughs> planned or what, but, like, yeah, the security guy that was sitting, or standing right at the barricade got taken the hell out. I'm gonna have to go back and look, I missed that. Yeah, so it was kind of funny, and it was like, I, I was just thinking, like, did, did they plan that, or was he in the wrong place at the wrong time right there? Mm-hmm. Um... But like I said, um, the finish sees uh, Finn Balor actually get the upper hand, hit the uh, sling blade, followed by the shotgun dropkick, followed by a coup de gras on Braun's back, which sets him up for a a regular coup de gras, and then Finn decides one isn't enough, which it probably wouldn't be against a guy like Braun. So he decides Mm -hmm. to go up again, and sure enough, Kevin Owens decides to interject himself and push him off the top, resulting in Finn Balor technically winning by disqualification. So, you know, which they actually confirmed, which is actually kind of a good thing for Finn as well. Like, most of the time when they do these, like, uh, when they do these interference things, like, they don't actually mention that officially, like, the guy who got attacked won through disqualification. Right. Yet this time they actually went out of their way to mention it, which is a good sign for Balor, which mean, because I would assume that means that they're focusing on the fact that he actually was able to beat Braun and probably would have beat him anyway if it wasn't for uh, Owens's, uh distraction, or uh, interference, right. rather. Right, they used to um, announce it you yeah. know, more regularly, but now they Oh, oh you you know WWE doesn't care. This is sports entertainment, and I and, know. and 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 a very um, and and the uh, and let's uh, diminish the sports aspect of it. So true. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so following the match, uh, Owens gets a ladder out, beats up, uh, or attacks, uh, Finn first with it, and then goes into the ring to attack, ba- or to attack Strowman with it, but the, but Strowman yanks it away from him, Owens being Owens suddenly is a scared little pussycat and, uh, runs away, and, uh, Braun decides to throw it about 15 feet towards him. And almost hits him. <laughs> he has some. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good range. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know what's, I don't know what's more impressive in terms of his throwing ability. That or when he threw the uh, announced chair right into Roman's face. Oh, that was good. Yeah. That was a good moment. Uh... So yeah, like we talked about, this was this was a very good match. Um, you know, uh, Balor was able to put in a lot of offense, and you know, probably would have won if it wasn't for the KO interference, um, and the fact that they're mentioning uh, that oh that Balor won through DQ gives gives me a lot of hope that Balor. Is uh is in fact uh you know gonna get a little something and is definitely getting a bit of a push right now. Well, and it's kind of, you know what's kind of ironic about this? Uh-uh. Um, you know what? It's six months. Uh, re- you know what? It's six months removed from now. What? When all those rumors about Vince, uh, uh, you know, um not being as high on uh Balor and and him and him saying that Balor wasn't over came out. Oh. Yeah. So, 6 months later, it looks like Balor's starting to get that push again. Let's hope it stays that way. Yes, let's. Um <clears throat> we get some hype about the uh Jinder versus Seth match. Um, some hype for the gauntlet match later, and then, uh, Elias is playing guitar backstage. (coughs) (coughs) Excuse me. Mm -hmm. And that sends us, sends us to break. Uh, we get, uh, KO, after the break, we get KO backstage looking for, uh, the valet, and, uh, and trying to get his keys so he can leave quickly because Braun's on the march after him mm-hmm. now. Which I'm disappointed that we didn't get Braun actually come in during this whole thing. It was kind of stupid how they played this. Yeah, I think... It, I, I mean, it, had its, it was okay, but I think... If they had Braun come in, they would have received. They would have got such a huge, huge pop. Exactly. Such a reaction. Exactly, and like maybe have like Braun throw KO around a little bit, and then like Kurt stop him and be like, "Hey, stop! He still has a match tonight." 
Oh yeah, that would have been good. Um, but yes, Kurt Angle uh, finds him and says, "Where are you going? You've got a match tonight. You got a match against Bobby Roode." Um, so yeah, we have that to look forward to later. Uh, we get a Sasha hand cam promo about how she's going to win Money in the Bank and or she's going to win the gauntlet match and then win Money in the Bank. Guts and skill she has, but she doesn't need luck because she's the boss. Yada yada yada. Uh, we get Elias in the ring trying to play us a song. Um, and it never happens. <laughs> um, they like he keeps on doing this thing about lights and mics and all of this uh and the crowd just keeps on going and then uh they end up breaking off of this to go to break and then coming back they they still uh have brought or still have Elias in the ring not playing um, and he's, he's still telling them they, I, I need to play my song. You gotta be quiet. And then of course, uh, Seth interrupts him. Um, what do you think of this whole thing? This went longer than I was expecting. His, oh, his segments do seem to be getting a little longer or some of them are much longer than you would think they would need to be. But they t- they all tend to generally work. I think people, you know, enjoy Elias' stuff. And now you know that, you pretty much know that somebody's going to come out and, and interrupt him. Mm-hmm. You know, he, the question is just normally like, okay, who? And, and, you know, and when. You, you know what it reminds me a lot of? And and these two have very, very different but similar gimmicks at the same time. It reminds me of uh, Gulak with his PowerPoint presentations. Oh yeah, Drew. <laughs> um, so we get a lot, or we get Seth coming out, interrupting Elias. Uh, he looks at Elias, picks up his stool, and then throws it out of the ring. And then Elias is like, "Damn it!" and then leaves. So the next match, yeah, scheduled for one fall. One fall is the Intercontinental Championship match between Jinder Mahal and Seth Rollins. And this match... I guess kind of goes as you would expect with a Jinder Mahal match. I mm-hmm. guess. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, this... it, wasn't, it wasn't horrible, but... <sighs> the only saving grace really was Seth in the end. Um, this wasn't really all that good of a match. Uh, it was mostly a lot of, uh, interferences. The, the ref, uh, throwing out Sunil Singh, and then he still comes back regardless. Um, Mahal hitting Rollins with a chair, and then Rollins getting fed up with it and just saying screw it and just beating down Mahal with a chair. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't anything. It wasn't a technical, you know, technical masterpiece no. by any, you know, by any means. But fitting in with what they have going on, I think it worked well. Yeah, I mean, the probably the best spot in the whole match was when uh, Seth buckle bombed both of them. Well, 
uh, Sunil into uh, Jinder in the corner. Mm -hmm. Um, We get more uh, attacks with the chair by Seth after the match. um, Hitting both Singh and Mahal in the back with a chair. Um, it was funny watching, uh, Seth, like, trying to grab him as he's, like, going towards the, uh, entrance. Uh, Seth then decides to celebrate on the announce table, and he gets whacked in the back with a guitar by Elias. So, I guess that's, uh, gonna be the next Intercontinental title match, probably, is Seth versus, uh, Elias. You know, I do like the way they do it instead of, the, you know, going out and being like, okay, whoever wants to come out, we'll wrestle, mm-hmm. you know. They they give it some, you know, something juicy. They give it some, you know, backstory. I think Elias and Seth could have a good a good run together. Oh, I definitely agree with that. Um, I mean, I would, I do like, a spe- like, when it comes to the open challenges gimmick, like, I get that it can get old at times. But if you do it correctly, it can be a fun thing because you can have that anticipation of who's it going to be and everything. I mean, obviously, you know, most of the time it's not going to be anyone special. But, I mean, probably the biggest moment, even though I don't like this person, um, probably the biggest moment in the open challenge history was when Del Rio came back. Right. I, no, I wasn't complaining about it. I always thought it was a lot of, you know, a lot of fun. Because like you said, you didn't know, you know, who was going to Oh, answer, wait, not so. only that, I, I just thought of uh, two other ones that were big. And one that was actually yeah. really big, uh, KO and Sammy, when they debuted. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, like, you can fun. definitely do things with the open challenge to, like, debut someone or have someone return or, or whatnot. You know, like, I... What? This should be great. That's how they can have Dean come back. I, I was just about to say that exact thing. Was Seth, Seth, Seth Rollins does the whole open challenge and then you hear... That would be great that would be fabulous and 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 then and then in in prototypical like dean like you know lunatic fringe dean in in prototypical lunatic fringe dean personality he gets Mm -hmm. on the mic and he's just like um i'm not out here to challenge you for the title i just wanted to come out here to say i'm back hey how's it going (laughs) it would be it would be great like no, I'm I'm not here to challenge you. We're cool. I I just came back to say hi, and say that I'm back and healthy. <laughs> Either way, I would totally accept it. It would be great. Or or I mean, especially if you wanted to do like the feud that it seemed like they were gonna start brewing for, um, going into Mania with Dean out. You could have that be the way that Jason Jordan comes back. That's true. So, I mean, see, that's the thing. Like, there are so many opportunities that you can do with an open challenge. But, I mean, I'm perfectly... That's what I've been seeing. I mean, I've been seeing all around, like, 
uh, over the last couple of weeks saying that he's been backstage and everything. So, and that he's, like, either completely healed or he's very, very close to coming back. Um, but I'm, I, like you said, the, the Elias versus Seth match, I'm perfectly fine with it. I'd like it. I, I think it would be a good feud. Um. Yeah. I mean, they both, they're both entertaining. Mm-hmm. They can make fun of how they look alike. Oh my God. I was just going to say that. <laughs> I was just, I was just going to say that. CrossFit Jesus and his uh, twin brother. And his doppelganger. Yeah. Uh, after that, we get a uh, we we get a photo montage of uh, WWE guys hanging out with soldiers. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For Memorial Day, uh, Seth is down, um... By the announce table, getting checked out by medics with a uh, neck brace around his uh, neck. And he's going to be stretchered out, but he says, nope, nope, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Let me let me get up and get my bearings together and I'll walk out. Um, it was cool hearing uh, because fans knew it was his birthday, I guess, singing happy birthday to him. I know. I was wondering if they were. <laughs> what? I was wondering if they would. I, I was hoping they would, yeah. Um, but so, yeah, he goes out. It it, it was kind of funny uh, seeing Jamie Noble right there, considering their history. I know. I always go to him. I was like, Jamie! <laughs> um, so, yeah, he gets helped back, uh, but he walks out on his own power. Um, Nia Jax comes out. Um, for a match oh. and half. What? Why? Sorry, sorry, guys. Sorry. What, what, what's wrong with Naya? Oh, nothing. I love Naya. I hated the segment, but we'll get to. Oh, that. okay, okay. No, I I wasn't a huge fan of the segment either, but uh, we'll talk about that in a second. But before she can even get halfway down the ramp, uh, Rousey's music hits and she comes out and decides to join commentary for this match. Um, Yay! <laughs> I I don't know if this is supposed to be her gimmick or if it's just the way she is, but like especially with how like she's supposed to be and like how they're trying to portray her and everything. I guess like I'm I I'm confused, but let me just say this. I mean I'm I understand it. 
I respect her for the fact that she's been a huge fan of everything for her whole life and everything, and I respect that she's actually, you know, taking this seriously and everything. But the the goofy smile every single time she's out there is, is getting old very quickly. I said to no one, but I said it out loud because I was by myself, she has to stop smiling yeah. when she comes out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's supposed to be like this good girl, you know, good, but, you know, tough-ass, you know what. And I mean, she's smiling I, and looks like she wants to giggle the whole time. I think it's, it's a com- I, I think it's a combination of two things. And I, at least I'm speculating here. I mm-hmm. think it's a little bit of both. I think it's the fact that she's legitimately very happy to be where she is right now. And, you know, like she said, you know, she's been a huge wrestling fan her whole life. And she's she's legitimately, you know, very happy and giddy to be doing what she wanted to do in the first place. Um, but at the same time, I also think that WWE is kind of... I don't know if it's so much taking advantage of it or using it or what, but, like, it definitely plays into the fact that, like, they're still PG and, you know, they want their baby faces to be, well, baby faces, to be very bland and, you know, all happy and, you know, all of that. So I think it kind of plays off of, I think both play off of each other. Does that sound about right? Yeah, sorry, I had to chew my dog away. No, <laughs> they definitely, they definitely do. But I didn't. I, I don't know. I, I'm. I actually, you know, like Naya. Um, I follow her a lot on, you know, social media. Rhonda, you know, we said it after her first match. You know, yes, she was not as awful as I thought she was going to be. She obviously, you know, is a fighter, like you said, mm-hmm. and everything. But this whole thing was like, I don't know. I don't know. There was something. I mean, Nia, and it's not just Rhonda. Nia needs works a bit over in, in various, you know, aspects. And I always sound funny saying that because it's not like I can get in the ring and do, you know, what yeah. they do. But it just, you know, it just felt, felt flat. And, and Rhonda needs to, you know, work on her facial expressions, you know, with her emotions. Like she's, she's either smiling or she's glaring. Mm-hmm. You know, and... There's no in between. There's there's no in between, and I get you know, the mind game. I like the whole mind game, you know, mm-hmm. aspect of it. But it just felt badly acted, maybe. Yeah, it, yeah. it felt forced. Yeah, but I think that's, I think that's part of the fact that you know, and Nia's gotten a lot better with it, but they're both oh, relatively new. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the business, and so a lot of it. I mean, every everyone is over scripted to begin with, mm-hmm. but with the ones that haven't been doing it for as long, they're even more over scripted. So it just feels so manufactured, right? Um, but yeah, so you know, we get nigh in the ring with a jobber, um. And she's demonst- she has her opponent demonstrate an R bar and she does the the whole you know, 
big guy or girl power bomb to get out of the arm bar. You know, okay, yeah, that's that's what you're gonna do. We we all knew that. <laughs> um, we all know that that that's how that works uh, for for you guys. Um, and uh, and then she uh, uh, does some more moves on the jobber, and you know uh, shows Rhonda basically you know what she's gonna do to her. Uh, and then she tells uh, Rhonda to come help her up. <clears throat> uh, she goes down to the ring. Uh, and then, uh, you know, Nia just says, you know, she's not intimidate- intimidated by her. And, you know, then leaves the ring. Uh, so, yeah, like you said, I mean, it was... Decent, but not the greatest segment in the world. Yeah, it could have, I mean, anything, everything can always be no more than, than it is. Bless you. It's just that, I don't know, it's, it just felt off. It just felt, like you said, forced. And I don't know. I mean, like, you know, she challenged, you know, Rhonda and... You know, now she's kind of acting like, you know, Rhonda's been in her face about it. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean... Well, also, this whole feud went very quickly. Like, we we talked about it, you know, when when it was first announced. And, you know, I I have a differing opinion than a lot of people. Um, But I was perfectly fine with it being, you know, a friendly rivalry and just... Mm-hmm. You know, a pure competition to see who is better. But it's very quickly turned into, and also very stupidly, I might add, they did all of that work with, you know, the whole, you know, bullying and all of this and be a star, yada, 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 to make Naya a face. And now, less than two months later, she's back to being a heel. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's I, I mean that's part of my issue with it. It's like I mean we all, you know, go back and forth on you know moods. I might like you today, and then you know tomorrow you're going to be getting on my nerves. You know mm-hmm. it, it happens, but it just in in wrestling and sports entertainment usually works a little better if there's some backstory and reason. You know, for, yeah, at least to me. Mm-hmm. But, like, not only that, like, it just feels like, and, I mean, it doesn't help that it's Rousey, and, like, you know, the company is gonna try to push her to the moon just to try to get the mainstream attention. Right. But it just feels like, and and I'm glad that I was wrong about her match against Alexa at uh, backlash, but it just feels like they did all of that work and and did all of that stuff uh, with Nia go heading into WrestleMania just to have that WrestleMania moment, and now it's meaningless. It seems like they do that a lot nowadays, and it's oh, yeah, it, it's very stupid. 
Strowman with uh with Nicholas. Zack Ryder's Intercontinental Championship win a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, held the whole uh, mixed tag match between Miz and Maurice and Cena and Nikki a couple of years ago. Uh you know, they do these stupid matches or these stupid moments just to get a WrestleMania moment and then completely either reverse it the next night or in the very short future or completely forget about it. And sometimes you don't know which one's the best. Yeah, yeah. Um, we get... Uh, Another hand cam promo for the women's gauntlet match with Dana Brooke doing a bunch of math, which mm. was kind of funny. I, I've been liking uh, statistician face Dana. She's been funny. This, this was this was much more um, coherent and uh, a much better attempt at intelligence than uh, Alexa, Alexa Bliss's attempt last week. No, I completely agree. That was... <laughs> That was awful. It was. It really was. Um, we get uh, Matt Hardy coming out to make his entrance and Bray Wyatt. Uh, and we go to break. And then after the break, we get a tag match scheduled for one fall. One fall. Between the Deleters of World and the Ascension. Oh, my God. First off, the fact that we're actually getting a tag match, playa. And the second is that we're actually getting the Ascension on TV. Oh my god. I know. And at first I was like, wait, they're, they're still together? Oh <laughs> For yeah, some they've reason, been... No, I know, no. <clears throat> in my head, I, I, got them, I got them confused with somebody else or, or something I read. I'm like, oh, they're both still here and then I remembered oh no wait he was only off because his wife had a baby or something and that was forever ago I mean mm-hmm. I know they've been in all the skits with um Brizongo. yeah Brizongo, you know and they were fabulous at that but for some reason I don't know why I thought like one of them was out or something had happened to those that was a nice pleasant surprise in my head I dubbed this the match of the men with bad hair <laughs> uh yeah um it was a decent match, um, and the Ascension actually got a little bit of offense in, but then the Leers of World win with the uh, Kiss of Deletion on Victor, uh, and that's that. Um, you know, for the viewers at home, their constant attempt to explain, um, you know, the Woken, broken, you know, stuff, really takes away from the match you know well and it's for me anyway i mean cole's constant mangling of it or misunderstanding of it and feuding with the I, know, I i i one feel year like, old or whatever i i feel I like know. this is uh vince's subtle way of trying to destroy it i don't think so i don't get that that um and usually i agree with you I don't get that um, feeling at all. I think that they're so afraid that, you know, fans or the casual fans won't, you know, be understand. I don't even think they really have to for the most part, but just a regular match. But it's like they're constantly trying to explain who this one is and who that one is. I just think it's overkill. The, 
I'll agree with you to an extent, but the the reason why I say that is because they're not really trying to explain it in a good way. They're basically oh, exactly. they're basically making Cole like make fun of it and make it sound stupid and ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly my point. Like if they actually like did vignettes with uh with, you know, the, at the Hardy compound, and they they actually did things to actually fully explain it, um, then that would work much better. But of course, you know that would it, it, that would uh, require way too much effort for WWE's uh, standards. No, you're, you're right again. <laughs> uh, backstage, we get the B team. Laughing. Oh, mm-hmm. for, first off, let me just say, uh, Tori said earlier when when we were looking when the B team was on, she was like, "The the those shirts are just them like uh, using a sharpie and drawing it in. I could make those shirts, <laughs> like sell bootleg B team shirts, and they'd sell like crazy." <laughs> totally sure. <laughs> Totally should because it's, it's a great reference for like so many people and so many things in life, you know. <laughs> but the 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 bits with Kurt, I have to say, I thoroughly enjoyed them. You know, his you know that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, I was, and them completely was, like ignoring him. Yeah, because that's like it was. It's so cla- it's so classic in a way, but it was. You know, pu- you know, pulled off really well. I mean, I think. Bo and Curtis have always had like a natural, uh, you know, comedic, you know, talent, and Bo mm-hmm. comes off a little, a little dippy, and this really plays to it. So it was very, you know, enjoyable because you all have that character in a show, or even that friend who's like so gung ho yeah. that they misinterpret everything yeah. possibly, you know, telling them. And, and Kurt, once again, was like dead on. He's like, <laughs> no, that's not no, what that's I'm not what I'm talking about. about. Stop. <laughs> And, and of course, these two are the ones to bring up the, you know, bring in the uh, holiday specific segment. Oh my god! <laughs> so I yeah, said, well, as soon as I said, I was like, oh, we're gonna have a food fight or something. <laughs> I didn't think it would be in the ring though. I <laughs> was, I, I didn't know what what exactly they were gonna do with it. <clears throat> I'm like, oh, they threw together a pretty good uh, barbecue for like an hour. <laughs> um, then coming back from commercial, uh, we get another hand cam promo for the women's uh, match with the Riot Squad talking about how they don't care about the odds. They're they fight as a pack, and either way, you know, they're they're gonna get that final spot. Uh, one of them will get the final spot in the Money in the Bank ladder match. The next contest scheduled for one fall. One fall. Is Bobby Roode versus Kevin Owens. And this was a decent match. Um, nothing, you know, too crazy, but, you know, both of them got some decent offense in, and, you know, it was a solid middle of Raw match. Yeah, exactly. I can't even say anything, you know. More than that, there was some nice aggression on Bobby's, you know, side. Showed a little uh, fire, which was nice because, you know, as I've said before, he's come off a little bland 
mm-hmm. um, and he's not. We, we know he's not, but he's working with what he was, you know, dealt with, dealt rather. And um, no, I mean he he showed some, um, you know, nice little. Uh, well, what's the word? Like I said, like it's like you know aggression, yeah. a, a bit more of his darker side, which mm-hmm. you know, is, which which was nice. So Kevin Owens wins with a prawn hold, uh, and then right after the match, roar! We get Braun Strowman coming out, uh, trying to get seek retribution on Kevin Owens for what <laughs> happened earlier. Uh, Owens tries to escape, but then he gets. Uh, pincered between both Braun and Bobby, and Braun proceeds to destroy him. Uh, Bobby is cheering him on from the uh, from the second rope, sitting on the top rope, and um, Braun's like, uh, where, what do you think you're doing? You, you, you're, not, uh, you're, you're not excused from this beatdown I'm giving. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm going to put, I'm going to give you a running power slam too. <laughs> He's consistent. Yes, yes, he is. <laughs> um, after that, we uh, go back, go to another break, uh, and coming back, we get Ke- we get uh, Sami Zayn coming in uh, with a public apology for the debacle that happened last week. Uh, he says, "You know, last week didn't go like he hoped." Yeah, no, no, you know what. <laughs> um, uh, he went a little too far, and WWE management has gracious been has been gracious enough to give him time to address it. Uh, and yada yada yada. Uh, talks about how like people were uh saying it was cringeworthy. Yeah, yeah, it was, Sammy. It was it was terrible. Um, he says he got texts and emails say asking what he was thinking. And he keeps on going. Uh, and he said he lied to us, and they weren't really Bobby Lashley's sisters. Yeah, yeah. I, I we we all figured that out about five seconds into it, Sammy. <laughs> and they were actually men, and yeah. And then he says, however, no, it. It, everything he said uh, was true, but all their stories were true, and it was like his whole thing was rooted in reality. And Bobby's still a bad person, and yeah, and history will look back on this segment very favorably. No, no, it won't. Mm-hmm. No. And he says, there's no doubt in my mind that I'm doing the right thing. The bully and a liar. And I'm the one catching flack? No. No. You you should all be feeling sorry for me. And you should be apologizing to me because I deserve better. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, Bobby comes out, uh, talks about Memorial Day and everything because he was part of a military family and yada yada yada. Uh, he's glad to see Sammy, uh, he's glad to see Sammy again, and his real sisters actually think he's quite entertaining. 
Uh, it says that stuff was fun last week, but it got old real fast. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah. And he says, if we got any issues, we should settle it like real men in the ring at Money in the Bank. And he extends his hand for a handshake, and then uh, Sammy hesitates at first, but then finally does shake his hand and says he's going to halluva kick the grin off of his stupid face. And Bobby doesn't let go and just yet, you know, squeezes uh, Sammy's hand really tight and says, I'm sorry for everything I'm going to do to you at Money in the Bank. Uh, what do you think of this? Liz? Sorry. I'm having some Wi-Fi issues. I keep going in and out. Mm. Where were we? Uh, we are on the Bobby and Sammy thing. What did you think of that whole oh. segment? Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was better than last even, week. I didn't. It was better than last week. When he came out, I was like, I had it. Like, when he came out, part of me was like, well, is he just going along with the storyline? And I mean, I met, I didn't look last week. Cause when we talked about it last week, I, we, whatever, we just skipped over it. So I didn't really know what people were saying on social media. I can I'm sure a lot of uh, a, so a lot sure, of people I'm were sure saying a lot of that was, you know, true. But um, hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic. When I can, I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I did enjoy, like, uh, you know, when he was like, yeah, I'm not really sorry. You know, it was all true, you know, and, and whatever, but... Lashley just, you know, I keep using this word a lot. Like, Lashley just, I don't know, it just just falls flat for me. A lot is in, I've said this before, a lot is in the, um, you know, the delivering, the, the speaking. Of it. And, you know, again, I said, like, I don't speak that well, but, you know, for entertainment values. And it just, like, it falls flat. He's another one that's always, like, freaking smiling, and it makes me <laughs> crazy. Maybe because I'm not a smiley, you know, person. I don't know. Maybe I've deep down I'm evil. Mm-hmm. But I, it was okay. It was much better than, you know, last week. Um, and Bobby showed a little intensity at the, you know, at the end there. And poor Sammy was uh, squealing. <laughs> but, you know, so that, that part was good. But it, it was all right. I mean, I think they could have found another way for them to feud than this nonsense. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Okay. Um, you but, could, I you mean... You probably think of, like, eight or ten right now. What? You could probably think of, like, eight or ten. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. But, like, I mean... 
<coughs> this was better than either of the two previous segments that has led to this feud. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like it's been a case of WWE kind of backtracking ever since the backlash from the interview. And, like, last week it was just cringeworthy again, too. And now they're just kind of trying to, like, they're like, okay, enough. Like, you know, have Sammy apologize, yada, yada, yada. You know, basically get rid of it while still keeping Sammy as the heel by saying that, you know, you know, saying that he wasn't in the wrong and whatnot. And now, you know, try to make Bobby into more of the, you know, badass, you know, fighter that we all know from his impact days. Yeah, I think it's going to take a long time for him to recover from that. Oh, I agree. Oh, I I completely agree with that. Especially for the fans. Like, well, see, but here's the thing. And it would be very interesting to see what some of the more casual WWE fans are thinking about him. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, now, I don't, you, well, you, you pretty much only watch, uh, WWE. Right. Well, yeah, but I mean, I was familiar. I'm familiar with Lashley. Yes. You know. Oh no, no, I'm. Not, I know this. I'm not saying in that sense, but like you know, you didn't see how he was in Impact, and like you don't know the fact that, like, well, you know the fact that he was, but like you, you haven't seen like his stuff in Bellator or anything. So, like, you I've don't... Seen, what? I've seen some of it, like, bits and pieces, so I know, like... Oh, okay. He was, he was really intense, and I know people, you know, were pretty crazy for him. Yeah. But, like... You the, don't that. But that's the thing, like, for the more casual, like, WWE-only fans, and, mm-hmm. and especially for the, the women and children, it it would be very interesting to see what their reception of Bobby is right now. Because they don't know the other side of Bobby. So this is all that they've seen. So I wonder how it's playing to them. Because it's falling flat to us. Because we know that, you know, he he's a legit badass. He's, he's an MMA fighter. He was, mm-hmm. you know, he was, you know, a badass in, uh, in, uh, impact so that's what we expect from him so what when we don't see it it falls flat as a result so the fans who knew him in impact and for those who follow mma and who watched his fights in bellator they're like why are you going this route wwe why aren't you making him Mm -hmm. basically what he was when he was first in the WWE, which was, you know, I, I hate to say it this way, but the black Brock Lesnar. Right. Um, exactly. So, like, that's what fan like, the older fans, the ones who are more in the know, expected, and that's why it's falling flat, I think, for the majority of the fan base. But it would be very interesting to see how some of the more casual and the younger fans who don't know his history, don't know about his MMA career, stuff like that, how it's how it's 
playing off to them. Well, I know in the term in in like with my niece, my best friend's daughter, mm-hmm. um, she's a, becoming a really big wrestling fan, which makes us so proud. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, she and she's like a really good judge of you know of different things. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's only she's she was just 13, you know, she's a 13 year old girl. So you get a thing like, Oh, you know, she likes Finn and she likes this one and that one, you know? And of course she does. She's a 13 year old girl, mm-hmm. but she's actually like a really good judge of like, why the hell are they doing this? Okay. And she has like, cause Kim has told me and she has been like, okay, this is horrible. <laughs> you know, I mean, she gets at 13, yeah. she gets that it's, scripted that it is you know what yeah. it is and she's like do they know this doesn't make sense do they yeah. know that this sounds racist you know so yeah, she's, yeah. well that so, you know, well that that's actually a very good point that you just brought up i think that more than anything i i think the the whole segment with him like the whole interview with him it fell mm-hmm. flat to the fans that know him from his past but did she say anything about the interview segment? Like, what did she think of that? The the sit down one that we yeah. continually pan. She she thought it was she thought it was weird. I mean, okay. she's very into you know arts and you know arts yeah. and entertainment. Um, she performs in, in a lot of different things, mm-hmm. so she has a good you know mindset for that. And she's because Kim will always be like, you know, this kid's cracking me up. And I remember her saying, she's like, I don't know you know, what is he supposed to, you know, what is he supposed to be? What do we, why do we care that his sister carried a towel around, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, that's in any indication. Then yes, the kids are like, what the hell? That, that's a very good indication then that like, even for the fans that I would assume that, that, interview would have been catering towards and trying to get that, you know, sympathetic, you know, that, that sympathetic baby face reaction for Lashley, um, it fell flat. (laughs) And that, and, and that's why they've been very semi gradually, but also very quickly backtracking from it and, you know, very much trying to, you know, basically push it away and re, re, you know, remove it from history. Yeah, I mean, had it been part of a larger interview, it would have been fine. Yeah. But you that's know, all they talked but, about, pretty much. Yeah, but that's that's all they gave us. You know, if it was something like one of those things Renee used to do on the network or whatever, if mm-hmm. it was part of that, and, you know, we saw, like, bits and pieces of it, I think mm-hmm. we would have had more context and and whatnot, and it wouldn't have been so awful. Yeah. Definitely agree with that. Um, we get a uh, another hand cam promo from Mickey James about she has her eyes on the prize. She she knows exactly what to do to get there, because and she's not a six time champion by accident. She knows how to seize every opportunity, and she'll be walking into money in the bank. Uh, Drew McIntyre comes out, and we get a singles match scheduled for one fall. One fall. Between Chad Gable and Drew McIntyre. And, uh, 
this wasn't a terrible match, but nothing too crazy. Drew gets the win with the Claymore. Um, and, yeah. Do you have anything to say about this match? It's it's Drew. I'm not going to complain. No. Um, it it was... Okay, wait, hold on. So, it was and it wasn't what I expected. Or maybe as I was watching it, realized what I wanted. I mean, I'm not a huge, you know, Chad Gable fan, but I do, I do like him. So, um, but how do I want to say it? What? I mean, Drew, Drew no, well, like Drew was basically just twisting him around for the most part, mm-hmm. you know, like, like a rag doll and yeah. I get it. And that's, you know, what it should have been. But seeing as how they continually are trying to, do different things with Gable. I would have liked to see him get just the tiniest bit more, you know, offense in. Well, I think Drew they're completely trust. I think, and this this is just how it seems to me. It very much seems like they're trying to push Gable kind of like, uh, you know. Pretty much like how they try to push all of their faces now for whatever contrived reason. I think it's the Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Eff- it's the Daniel Bryan effect, where everyone needs to be like this super underdog. Yeah, I'm over it. I, oh, I'm over. I mean, it works for Bryan because there was legitimate heat there back in 2013, 2014, but. Mm-hmm. Now, when they do it with literally everyone, it just falls mm-hmm. flat. Yeah, I don't think I don't think need you know. I mean, Gable was definitely starting to be the breakout of you know American Alpha. You know, much more personality than mm-hmm. you know Jason. Yeah. You know, and he his segment with um, Kurt and Drew and and. You know, Dolph, he had, you know, really like, what did I refer to him as? Like, you know, Scrappy Doo. You know, <laughs> yeah. so I would like to see a little bit more of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd definitely like to see that as well. Um, next, we get the B Team Barbecue. I'm, 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 I'm know, awake. I'm awake. Let me, let me just say, in. T- in terms of all the ridiculous food-related segments they've had. <laughs> all of the ridiculous holiday-related segments? I mean, Cole even said, he's like, oh, this usually happens around Thanksgiving, you know. <laughs> but, um... Which, uh, which is that that just funny. shows how often they do this. Yeah. It, I mean... I've always been a Rhino fan. It's like, how far... Has Rhino fallen? Rhino is oh, definitely becoming one of those that we say is, you know, just there for the paycheck. Oh, he definitely is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, oh, yeah. I mean, uh, it's, it's crazy. One of the ECW originals, and now he's yeah. reduced to. Who's, who's, who they legit say is, you know, really, you know, nice guy. And this is what, 
you know, and I know, I know, I know I've said many times like, Hey, if they're there for a paycheck, you know, whatever, more power to them. But this is like taking it to the extreme, you know, like the whole, um, like my friend, actually the girl I was just talking about her mother mm-hmm. is she has always been a long time, um, Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas fan. Mm. So I don't want to say like, she's, your typical, you know, marky mark or whatever. That's like, oh, you know, they deserve better. But she does, she does feel like, you know, they're talented. Maybe they'd be better off, you know, somewhere else or something like that. Mm. And I get a kick out of it. I, I've been getting a kick out of this whole B team thing, like I was saying mm. earlier, because I think yeah. they do, do it really well. And she hates it, like with Sanja. Really. <laughs> Yeah, absolute passion. I'm like, I oh, just enjoy it. I mean, see, I like it because it's a lot better than all of the other weird gimmicks that they've had in the past. It's way better than, you know, Social Outcasts or uh, mm-hmm. Miztourage. Yeah, I mean, I actually liked Social, you know, Outcasts. I mean, Social Outcasts was kind of funny back in the day. Yeah. Uh, but, but, uh... Yeah. This this stupid T-shirts the whole nine yards. Oh yeah, yeah. But this this segment, I was only half paying attention <sighs> to this whole thing. So like, if if you paid any more attention than I did, the floor is yours. No, I was just at one point. I was just like, oh look, it's Fandango, and that was the extent of my paying attention to it. <laughs> yeah, that pretty was, much. Was, I mean, this was. This was basically, you know, like I mentioned earlier, this was the holiday segment that they throw mm-hmm. all of the jobbers into. Yeah, I mean, even Heath, right out loud, the man has been a dedicated employee for how long? You know, I I just dis- I, I despise Heath's gimmick, so like I'm perfectly fine with him not being much of a factor. But like, you know, I, I hate it. I hate his gimmick. But you know, so. But yes, I, I I would love to see Rhino actually get a legit push at some point. But I know it'll never <laughs> happen because I mean, how old how old does he have to be now? Oh, Rhino has to be in his late forties, I would think. Yeah, he's. I think he's probably older than I am because he's been. In wrestling since like the mid nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's just it's just weird what some of them will I don't know. Yeah. Who who might to say, you know, why somebody does something, but mm-hmm. sometimes it's just like, oh, this is what Drew and Drew and Dolph are complaining about. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I I've said it on groups. I've I've kinda liked how Drew and I don't know if this is intentional or not, but it's kind of mm. funny how WWE is basically calling a lot of their wrestlers out through this gimmick of, hey, stop being complacent, stop being just there for a paycheck. I mean, because even bigger guys, even more recent guys that you would think would still have some sort of drive. Like, Rhino, like, while, yes, I'm a, I was a big Rhino, Rhino fan back when he was in ECW and everything. Like, him, I can understand a little bit, like, where, like, 
you know, he's done everything he's wanted to do in wrestling, you know, and he's there just to kind of end it, finish off his career. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Samoa Joe has said it. Um, uh, Mike Mike Bennett has said it. Gallows and Anderson have said it, basically saying, you know, while not directly saying, you know, yeah, we're pretty much just here for a paycheck. As long as we're getting paid, we don't care where we are on the card. And that's mm-hmm. not a good way to handle things. I, I said it mm-hmm. I, I said it um, on one of the groups earlier, in one of my groups on Facebook earlier, when we were talking about similar situations. Like, you know, someone brought up the whole thing of, like, whenever someone goes from New Japan or Ring of Honor or any of the indies to WWE, automatically everyone's like, oh, god you know what's going to happen to them and Mm -hmm. it's true because you know and and like i said i certainly hope and pray that i am correct that that some of the guys that are still in new japan some of the bigger names like the elite um if and when they ever do come to wwe they still have that drive and still say right. we want to be, you know, we want to actually be successful outside of just making money. In right. back back during the Monday Night Wars, it was basically the opposite, and this is why WWE ended up winning because the guys that stayed in WWE stayed because they wanted to do something and they wanted to be successful Mm -hmm. in the ring and they wanted to be successful on a wrestling level whereas a lot of guys did leave for wcw just to make a a big paycheck and their careers were destroyed because of it biggest example bret hart yeah definitely definitely you make you make a fabulous point and and look look at any uh, talent-based industry. You have two forms of people. You have those who want to be successful and they want to, mm-hmm. you know, they want to be good at their craft. And then you have those who are just there for either the fame or the money. And who right. gets more respect? The ones who actually want to be successful and want to do what they do for the love of what they're doing. You know, when you talk about sports players, you know, look at at how much heat, you know, guys like Kevin Durant or LeBron James or, you know, any player who leaves for a bigger contract, you know, mm-hmm. you know, just for the money instead of trying to win rings. Right. So, like, you know, I I don't like that trend that WWE is going down. Right, but it's but you know, like you like you kind of said, it it's also on, you know, the individual. I mean, yes. I don't think the WWE is, you know, and a lot of people get mad when um, that is said, but I don't think the company is at all encouraging people to just, you know be complacent it's like any job you have to go in there and be like this is what i want well you know? see that that's the I thing i want to be the yeah. t- mm-hmm. 
that that's the thing about WWE, at least in the modern era, is that there seems to be conflicting reports. There have been some people who have come out, like Sasha came out um, a couple of months ago or something, saying, you know, uh, ever since I actually started talking directly to Vince um, and and kind of running down my ideas, he's given me a lot more respect and it's helped mm-hmm. me. But then there are others who have said the exact opposite where, you know, if if you try to be too aggressive and you try to, uh, you know, make your mark too much, he'll bury you like that. So. Well, again, it's also like with any, you know, any job really is a balancing act. Yes. You know, oh, yeah. if you. If you come out to the boss and like, you know, I know, you know, everything, I know exactly how you yeah. should be running, you know, your company, not, I mean, there's a, there's a way to approach everything. You have mm. to approach it like, you know, okay, hey, listen, you're the master and I am here to learn at your feet. Mm-hmm. But this is, you know, and then you start presenting like what you think and this and the other. And some people, you know, don't do that, yeah. you know. I'm not. I'm not saying Vince is a saint by you know any no. means. I know you know he's not, but I've always felt that it's and people don't want to hear it that it's just like any other job. There is a time and a place and a way, mm-hmm. and that's what a lot of people have to figure out and be willing to figure out. Yeah, and, but that's the problem is that I think a good portion of and I, I think things are starting to change now with the success of the indies and, and New Japan mm-hmm. and guys like Cody um, mm-hmm. who have said, you know, ba- who have basically tried to do that, tried to, you know, put in their two cents and it's failed. And then they've said, you know what, uh, it's not working here. I'm going to go elsewhere and been successful mm-hmm. elsewhere. Um, so... Hopefully that's making it so that it is easier for guys to go to Vince and say, this is what I want to do, let's let let's try it, you know. But, right. but you know, the, the fact that it is so corporate now, too, do, doesn't help it either. I think it's 601, you know, half a dozen or the other. It's never not been corporate, you know. True. Just because things, just because things were different in the, the locker room, and things were different back in the day, and it was this, that, the other thing. When he, when he gets down to it, it was always corporate, Mm -hmm. or at least especially since, you know, Vince took over from his father. Yes. It's always, it's always been corporate. Yes, but I'm talking, you know, even bigger than it was. Like that, you know, you know. uh, because it basically is a monopoly now, they can just sit on their laurels. laurels. Or at least that's what yeah. they think. I, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't have the same... Are they perfect? No, God, absolutely not. I don't have the same, you know, they're so evil, they don't know how to treat people um, as as a lot of, you know, you know, other others do. So there's going to be some things that we'll agree, you know, to, to, to disagree on. I definitely, mm-hmm. maybe because I've worked so long in, you know, human resources and I have friends that are casting agents and friends that, you know, run their own, you know, businesses for that, you know, type of thing. If you want it, 
you have to go after it, mm. whatever the com- you know, whatever the company is, and you have to learn how to speak to those, you know, in charge. So yeah, if you're a real jackass, or hey, maybe if the boss just doesn't just like you, yes, you know, you are screwed. Mm. But no matter what the job is, and it's not just proving yourself in front of the camera every week, you know, it's proving yourself, you know, day to day, like, Hey, yeah, you know, I want to learn about this or, you know, you know, blah, 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 being willing to work with others, you know, putting yourself out there. There's, there's a lot more into it than just El him. You know what I mean? At least yeah. that's how I've always seen it. Oh yeah. But like I've said, I, I do think that some guys, um, do sit on their laurels a little too much now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, We get, um, after that debacle of a uh, food fight, or whatever you want to call (laughs) it, (laughs) uh, we get them talking about matches next week. Like I mentioned, you know, the the merry-go-round of matches between uh, the four guys in the uh, Money in the Bank match. (laughs) Next week, we'll get Finn Balor versus Kevin Owens and Braun Strowman Shocking. versus Bobby Roode. <laughs> Shocking. Hey, you want to know what will happen the week after next? Um, Kevin versus Braun. Yep. And Finn versus and Finn Bobby. Versus... <laughs> I had to think it out for a second. <laughs> um, and we're also going to get a Nia Jax versus uh, Ronda Rousey's best friend, Nat- Natalia match. Oh god! <laughs> I mean, yay! yay. Yeah. Um, after uh, after that debacle of a barbecue, uh, B team roll up in Kurt Angle's office and demand a tag title match, and he says, Kurt, "Kurt's like, really? You think they're really gonna want to give you a title match after that debacle that you just created? Uh, no, there's gonna be a tag team battle royal for the number one contendership." Uh, and they thank him for the opportunity, and uh, Axel gives him a big hug, and yeah, it, it, it's weird. <laughs> They're a weird duo. It was it was still really entertaining. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I don't care what anybody says. We get um, Bailey coming out to the ring for the main event. She gets interviewed. About how the odds are against her. She says regardless of the odds. She's never backed down from a fight. And she's not going to start now. She's bringing the fight to the riot squad. Uh, Brooke's numbers don't add up. That was kind of funny. Uh, she says she respects Mickey James. But will go through her if she must. And she and then she talks about uh, Sasha. Sh- Sasha says her name's on that contract. But she needs to take a real close look. Because the name on the contract is actually Bailey, Which was kind of funny. Uh, her saying that. Um, so the following contest. Scheduled for Six Falls. <laughs> six Falls. <laughs> I, wasn't ex- I wasn't expecting that. I should have known better. <laughs> Come on. Get with the picture. I know. <laughs> Sees Bailey versus Dana versus Liv Morgan versus Mickey James versus Ruby Riot versus Sarah Logan versus Sasha Banks in a gauntlet match. It starts off with Bailey versus Liv Morgan and say it with me, say it with me, Liz. Squash. Oh, please <laughs> no! It was. I think it was. It was worse than a squash. 
Two seconds. Is it possible? Two, Is it possible? Yeah, right? It's impossible to be worse than a squash. Right out of the gate. I, I, Boom. I don't even, Bailey I don't even have any words. Um, Sarah Logan comes out next. I was expecting a um, numbers game and Bailey to get... Uh, uh, um, uh, pinned or, or eliminated here, but that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, they, she get uh, Sarah Logan gets a little bit more offense in, stays out, stays in there for a little bit longer. Um, but Sarah Logan also gets eliminated this time with a uh, victory roll pin. Uh, uh, now you know after uh, Logan gets pinned, then they play the numbers game and they beat Bailey down. Uh, Ruby comes in and uh, Ruby beats down uh, Bailey. Uh, has her on a, ch- in a chin-, chin lock. Um, they go back and forth a little bit and then Bailey gets eliminated with the riot kick. Uh, Dana Brooke comes out um, and they go back and forth for a little bit. Dana also gets eliminated with the riot kick. Mickey James comes out. Um, that match actually went a little bit longer. Um, but Ruby does eliminate uh, Mickey with a schoolboy and a handful of tights. And then we have the final match between Sasha and Ruby, which I was kind of hoping that Ruby would win this. Because, you know, we've Me seen too. Sasha for so long. Um, yeah. But th- this match uh, this match was decent. Um, we get uh, the Riot Squad trying to interfere, but they don't get it. Um, Ruby tries to roll her up with the schoolboy, but it fails. And uh, Sasha gets the bank statement on Ruby mm-hmm. and gets the submission victory. And that's that. Uh, what do you think of this? Oh yeah, it was it was fabulous. I can't go on enough. Yeah. No, I mean, what do you think? I thought of it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, uh, um, so, someone said on uh, Cage side earlier before Raw went on, they were like, they like you know, re- remember the last time we had a gauntlet match uh, on TV, and how my, good that bro- was. And this should have started the show, and this should have been much longer and much better. But, I mean, it is the women, and it's the fact that, like, you know, a a third or a quarter of the women aren't exactly all that well used uh, or all that strong on on the main roster. Yeah, I mean, one of my issues was is that they kept dragging the start of it. To me, it felt like they kept dragging the start of it out. Mm. So I was like, all right, it's going to be like seven women and it's going to get like four minutes, you know? Pretty much. Um, so that was like, you knew it was going to be ridiculous. And you knew who was, you knew who was going to win, you know? I was, um, ho- I mean, I was but- honestly hoping that Ruby was potentially going to get a win. Um, I kind of wish... Um, I guess she kind of got it, but, like, I kind of wish they would have done more with Bailey, where, like, she was, like, the Iron Woman of this match, kind of, like, a-, a la Seth Rollins in the, in the, uh, mm-hmm. men's one. 
um, to kind of give her a bit of that momentum back because, you know, she's been buried for the longest time recently. No, I would have... I mean, even Bailey, okay, like, you know, the whole Bailey thing has been done to death, too, now. Um, Bailey is, my like, my number one person whom I think needs um, a character overhaul. Well, it looked like we were going to get it for a little bit, and then they moved away from it. Yeah, then they, you know, whatever. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I assumed right off the bat that Sasha was going to you know, get the win, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so it wasn't anything shocking. I mean, they didn't give it time to do anything shocking. No. It it was a, a multi-women, you know, match that they were wearing in the ring at one time. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was far from anything special, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's... Pretty much, yeah, it wasn't anything special. I mean, I would have liked to have seen Riot maybe win it. Um, that could have added mm-hmm. some a little, a little bit of intrigue with the Riot Squad at ringside. Um, you, you could have done a proper version of what they did last year with the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. You'll have to refresh my memory, dear, because I don't remember. Instead of uh, completely undermining the women by having a man Mm -hmm. help her her, uh, win the briefcase, actually have the Riot Squad help Ruby win win the briefcase. You know, I had this thought. Yeah, that would make sense. But I had this thought. I'm like, oh, you know, maybe Ruby will win and Brandon and I will finally get, like, this team freebirding a belt. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Lo and behold. Hey, we we could jerks. still get it. We we could still get it with the new day. Who do you think is gonna? Okay, well we discuss that tomorrow because it's SmackDown. Yeah, let, let's save remind, that for tomorrow. I, I remind me that I have questions. I, I have a feeling. I, I have. A, I, oh, we'll definitely talk about it. I'm sure they'll talk about it tomorrow um, on TV anyway. But uh, I have a feeling I know who will probably be there. There. Uh, their representative, but we'll see. We'll talk about that more tomorrow. So, hey, yeah. cheap cheap plug for tomorrow. Be sure to tune in tomorrow. Yes. And Harry's back. Yay! <laughs> I don't Yay, have to host Harry's again. Uh, I don't have to write these <laughs> blurbs again. Oh, God, I'm going to have to again. Damn it. Like, Harry can write it. He He's lazy. He never does it. <laughs> he is lazy. Yeah, he's been on vacation. He should be well, well rested. Yes, he should be. Well, that's tomorrow. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this show has pretty much run its course. Let's do a quick uh, final uh, rating and uh, one-word review. First rating. What do you think? Uh, rating. You know, I'm not going to be the cranky old lady this week. I will give it a six. I'll go a tiny bit higher just for the opening match and say six and a half. That sounds about right. You know, the the, the opening segment and the opening match was, was very, very good. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it just kind of fell from there. Yeah, it kind of petered out, for yeah. lack of a better term. Well, 
uh, now that I think about it, actually, I just thought of something. There's a reason why that happened tonight. To bore us to tears? Why? Why did it happen? Uh, what else was going on tonight? That it was Memorial Day? I don't know. Playoffs? We're talking about playoffs? Playoffs? Oh, hockey. And hockey, basketball. Right, right. It was Game 7 of the Western Conference Finals at 9 o'clock tonight. Oh, so I did they, not know that. So they got all of their hot stuff out of the way early on, and then the rest mm-hmm. of the show was just kind of just throwaway. Because they yeah, knew no sense. one was gonna be throw, no one was gonna be watching. That could make a lot of sense. Oh, and, and plus too, what? there's probably a lot of people who are still traveling home from their long weekends. Well, that too, that too. I mean, that played a factor as well. But I think you know the reason why we got a good match at the beginning, but then not really much of anything afterwards was uh, was because of the playoffs. Um, and I, I just realized something. And a lot of uh, a lot of fans are probably uh, not really thinking about it, but are probably happy once they realize this. There was a certain person not on the show whatsoever tonight. He's on vacation with his family. Oh, okay. Do you uh, the the big dog? You didn't see. Um, you don't go on Twitter much, right? You didn't see the whole hullabaloo on Twitter. No, I did not. Um, so, yeah, no, Roman was not on the show tonight. It's from what I read on um, Twitter. He's on his own vacation, and there was this whole big nonsense, and we've discussed things like this, I think, a couple of times, where um, somebody tweeted that, you know, he approached Roman, and Roman was a real, you know, you know, oh, God. I you think know, I did on. see people, something about Yeah, that. and people people were like of course jumping on someone yeah. defending him whatever but then he himself tweeted he's like it was a you know it was a you know it was a 30 year old man who approached me he was feeding his twin sons trying to talk to his daughter you know and he was like he was not you know whatever like yeah, didn't blow yeah. him off it was like it wasn't the time yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah he's on uh he's on vacation oh okay which okay. probably makes many people very, very happy. Yes. And I'm sorry to inform you, it does not mean that he's been suspended. Or, no. Oh, or no, no. Ever. I knew it yeah. wasn't anything like that. I thought they just gave him the no, night no. off or something. Yeah, no, no, no. Not, not, well, technically, I guess they did. Well, technically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not you. Know, it was probably his wife being, um, I had a seven-year-old and twin, <laughs> you know. However, they're born in November, so like, November, December, January, March, about like six, seven months old. Yeah, yeah. you stay home a day and take me on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, uh, one word review on this. You know, I kept trying to listen to the coach's one word. <laughs> Does he always do that? I just never he, realized he it. did it. Did I think he did it last week, if I remember correctly? But I think last week was the first week he's ever done it. I'm like, is Coach listening to us? Is Coach stealing it? Is Coach... Coach is stealing our ideas. Is Coach the one person in the world who listens to this podcast that's not affiliated with the show in any way? Um, Coach, if you're out there, give us a shout-out. Yes, yes, say something. Um, 
I'm watching like next week randomly reference somebody named Brandon. We're both going to be like, oh my God. <laughs> um, I was like, one more. I was trying to like pay attention to his words, thinking if one of them would work, but right now I don't even remember what they are. So, well, I remember going... I, I, I remember one just because it was funny. It's not a good word to use for this whole entire show. But, but what was it? Glorious. <laughs> when Bobby came out. Yeah, no. No, 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 we're not. Um, I'm going to say for my one-word review... Second, um, it was hmm. I can't think of a good one that describes it. Um, uh, uh, I'm really do, stuck. Do, do you What's want me to word? give you mine? My, yeah. Mine is a uh, cliff. Cliff, like yes. you wanted to throw yourself off one when it was no, done. No, or? no, no, they went off a cliff because. Oh yeah. Oh. Be, because, I was going to ask you. Uh, yeah. Be, because, yeah. like I was talking about, the opening was good, the first match was great, and then it just went wee. It 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 it, it was like Roadrunner Coy- Road Roadrunner and Coyote. He he he's running towards Roadrunner. He thinks he's gonna catch him. And then he goes off the cliff, and you just see him, you know, sitting there, and his body drops, his head's still sitting there, like, and he holds up a help sign, and then, whee! <laughs> that really does sum up. Um, I'm going to go with messy. Messy. Yeah, that you sounds know. about right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with messy. That, I, that can go I in two ways. That, that can go in two ways. Can it? You think so? Be- because not only was the show itself messy, a, a segment was also was also legitimately messy. Oh yeah, I didn't even think <laughs> of that. I was just earlier. I had a nice word that I can't think of right now that you know meant the same you know type of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're right; it does. It works very well now, actually. Be- because yeah, that uh, the the barbecue was very messy at the end. Before we sign off, and I know Sean's going to be like, "Do they ever shut up?" I can't wait till Harry's back. We're we're over an hour and a half already, so yeah, I don't yeah, care. So, you know, it's it's just for us, but anyway, yep. you know. Seriously, if anybody out there listens, could you please, please let please us know? Message us. Yeah, let us know. Leave a comment on the YouTube. Find us on the web W two M Facebook page. You know, something. Give Twitter. us a sign that there's. Yeah, give us a sign that there's a life out there. I'm Lizzie P two two four on Twitter. <laughs> Brandon's is some slew of whole bunch of letters. Um, so yeah, it's let us know. Just just let us know. <laughs> oh, oh wait, I know what I was gonna say before I got on that tangent. You know how they always want to give us something similar on SmackDown. I do hope that we don't get another food fight. Well, see. I don't think we will because this is special because it's over, Memorial but, Day. Yeah, but this is WWE, so you never know. This time no, it's no. not my fault. If we get a food fight tomorrow, this is on you. It's totally on me. I will accept my responsibility. 
And and just for that, I'm saying we're at the the main event's going to be some sort of cockamamie uh, multi man match. Well, this one was too, so <laughs> I can't even I can't even argue with you. Man. Oh wait, no, I I take that back. It can't be. I know what the main event for tomorrow night. Oh, already. they announced it. They Damn announced it. it though, didn't it, they? It, Daniel, yeah, it's Daniel, Daniel and Jeff, right? Yeah. Damn yeah. it. Which actually should be should be pretty good, actually. Yes. Yes. And uh, considering the news that came out today, expect uh, shenanigans. Oh, come on. I've been really busy today. So now before we sign off, you have to tell me what the news was. Uh, Cass has been cleared. Oh, I missed that. Oh. Yeah, that'll be exciting. Yeah, so yeah, expect some sh- Cassian c- shenanigans. <laughs> Yes, my niece roots to him just because they share a part of a name. <laughs> I, I, I made a joke about that one day, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I said, totally is she right. big cast? Yes, she is actually for her <laughs> age. She's, okay. she's like a, she's just crazy. Okay, before this goes on another big tangent, let, let's sign off. Uh... Yeah, if you guys want to tune in to hear more ramblings um, with three tomorrow instead of just two, uh, listen mm-hmm. to Liz, myself, and the returning Harry Broadhurst uh, tomorrow tomorrow night for both SmackDown and 205, and then I will be back for NXT with probably Harry again on Thursday, and then, yeah, that's this week in wrestling. So for Liz Puglisi, I'm Brandon Bisselbing saying so long, and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. See ya.